Megan, I, I did a bad. You, you, you did you did oopsie doodle? Well, the people who have been waiting for the Peacemaker episode are going to be really shocked when this one comes across their feeds this week. So I guess we should open with an explanation of my audio did a bad and got real nasty and real dirty with it. And I'm going to try to recover the fix, if nothing else. Um, but for now, as, pun as penance. It's, it's time for punishment, Scotty. You got to get nasty and dirty with something else. Uh <laughs> do you want to taste it a ditto no i don't it's not my brand see i was gonna go for something like you gotta be the very best like mm -hmm. no one ever was well to uh, fuck you know dittos it is now your <laughs> brand <laughs> well you know it might not be my brand but you know what it is i have a feeling i do <laughs> fun fiction So welcome to Fun Fiction, the show where two idiots ruin that thing you like and hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds, I'm a Pikachu, what's up, Scotty Moore? And this is gonna be a good episode, I can feel it in my jellies, I'm Megan Danger. I remember loving this movie a whole lot more, <laughs> genuinely. Really? I still uh, love, I love this movie the exact same amount still. Uh, Big Mike on the Discord described a genre of movies as butt rock movies, and this is a butt rock movie for me. Excuse me? The one I, is a butt rock movie. <laughs> well, also like Pacific Rim, I would Pacific consider a butt rock. Uh, Pacific yeah. Rim is a butt rock movie. That's valid. But Pokemon Detective Pikachu. It's because the visuals are amazing. They are. Uh, the Pokemon themselves objectively horrifying every time you see no, them. No! Pikachu I, and the Bulbas, others are like, you're cute. You're you wrong. named the two cute ones. I did. The rest of them <laughs> are monsters. <laughs> I remember rewatching it going like, surely a few of them end up cute, right? Nope. Nope. Oh, Totodile, that one's cute. Not in this one, he's not. Psyduck <laughs> is still cute. Psyduck's cute. They did present Psyduck very well. Uh, but also... A-Palm and Greninja are fucking upsetting. Greninja's very upsetting. <laughs> because I don't know what Greninja's supposed to look like, but it ain't that. <laughs> it ain't that. <laughs> no, unfortunately, that's exactly what Greninja's supposed to look like. <laughs> I've played Smash Bros. I've heard, I've heard that announcer go, Greninja. Greninja. <laughs> That's how they, they look. <laughs> I hate it. They put too many scales on Charizard. Charizard got nasty in this film. He did. They, they kind of did Gengar dirty as well. Gengar got done real dirty because he's just like a cloud, right? Yeah, he's, not really he's even just a, kind of like a, a, a fucked up cloud thing. Can we talk about the fact? Okay, so the Pokemon may be kind of uh, funky looking. Yeah. People in it. They're pretty hot. I honestly care nothing about any of the people in this movie, what? and I know that's not gonna. I no, care nothing but they're about. So I, cute. He's hit with the kid and the reporter and the um. I can't remember the kid's name. I just remember the actor's name is Justice Smith. 
He's, yep. he's a fucking cutie pie. And he recently came out as queer. Go him. Hey! <laughs> we claim him now. Uh, and then the guy um, who, who owns the Charizard is doing the underground Pokemon fight. He can, he can get absolutely it. get it. He's the host of Nailed It Mexico on uh, Netflix, by the way, if you want more of that. <laughs> That is such a specific reference just for me. <laughs> I'm looking back at this film, though, mentally and, and going over all of the actors and being like, which one does Scotty simp for? And I hate my answer. I fucking hate my answer. I'm so scared. It's Ditto Woman. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. Because she's got like that butch femme look to her that's just like, oh, yeah, you would take care of me at night and also punish me. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's my and shit. so would it, Ditto. It's not because it's a Ditto. How much have we gone into that um, on this show? Because but when we did the our original episode on Pokemon, when we went, OK, we can't we have to just do Pokemon because otherwise we'll talk about Detective Pikachu the whole time. Uh, the incident had not yet occurred. <laughs> we have not discussed it on this show. I do believe there is an episode, an old episode of A Load of BS, a show that has not been published in almost a year, which just shows you how long this has been a thing in my life, <laughs> where we discuss my mistake, my biggest mistake <laughs> I have ever made in my your, life. What, your life's one true regret. <laughs> yeah, is I really fucking dig the concept of, like, the ship of Theseus. And if you take... A, like, the first time I heard about it was in uh, John Dies at the End, which has a very fun play on it. But for me, I was like, okay, in Detective Pikachu, the Ditto can be a person. How much of person does that Ditto have to replicate until... You can just say it's a person, even though at its base it's a ditto. The only problem was the way I decided to express this moral quandary <laughs> was revolving around the idea of how much person did ditto got to replicate before you can fuck it. Your, <laughs> at your, which point, everyone... your ship of Theseus was, uh, the ship was a ditto and you wanted to have sex with it. <laughs> yes. It was how much of a person does the ditto have to replicate, at which point... Everyone in the Discord at once said, none of it. It, it can't. <laughs> like, there's, no, there's not a consent. level. <laughs> but the human can, and if the Ditto replicates the human, so here, so it gets the, its mind. This went on for like six hours. It was a lengthy time. And, and it now made a Scotty <laughs> has a, a badge, a special badge on Discord that says Ditto fucker. There was a month where someone paid $50 to the weird Discord so they could name, what was it? Uh, Scotty's Classified Declassified Ditto Dick. Fucking Guide. Shout out to Lieutenant. <laughs> <laughs> and it came back recently, which is why I wanted to do this episode, because during that I realized, wait a minute, the, the good part of this concept is not in the... Oh, this did it. That's basic shit. The true, like, enticing idea behind a ditto is the existential horror that could come as a person who is a ditto. So and you, and we'll you, get you, into and that you later. Like you, not too long ago, you did you did try to resurrect and restore your brand by pitching it that way. 
and everyone's just like, nope, nope, still a human, still, still a human blow up, or not a human blow up doll, a polka blow up doll. <laughs> yeah, you still want to fight? It's like, no, I want to do it as like a fun horror story. No, so, fuck got you. Got the beady little eyes, and you were like, oh, you can put sunglasses on like in the movie, and then you're like, what if it turned into someone you knew, and then you had sex with it, and we all said, Scotty, that's objectively worse. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> The amount of twists and turns that conversation took involving like legitimate research where I was looking up like, can a ditto change and not have those beady eyes? And it was like, if well trained, it could. And I was like, look, look at it. I can fuck this ditto and look it in the eye. It's fine. <laughs> I believe my big like one of my big turning points was realizing like if a ditto turns into a blastoise. It knows hydro pump, that which was, means it God, knows that, that was the basis it, for your whole fucking argument. <laughs> it means that it knows how to use stuff that there's no way anyone other than a Blastoise would know how to use automatically, meaning it's having to use the Blastoise's brain. Meaning if it turns into a human, it's got a human brain. It doesn't know what sex is. A ditto will turn <laughs> into a person and it will look at its pants. Maybe the genitalia won't even be there. Maybe it'll be like just like a Barbie doll or something. But if there is genitalia there, it's not going to know what to do with it. But humans don't have a fucking move set to where it's like, fuck, this expense, this expense two PP per use. What? <laughs> it expense one PP per use. <laughs> what is fucking if not the human's ultimate TM? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Should we talk about? Detective Pikachu at all? Or is this oh, the right. episode now? <laughs> yeah. No, I do want to talk about Detective Pikachu because it is just an absolute horror show and I forgot how stupid the ending is. And I say that with pure <laughs> love in my heart. The ending is legitimately stupid, but like I just I don't care. This movie is such a perfect shot of serotonin into my brain. When I saw it in theaters, I was at like a very low point. I was like, this is what I needed. And See, subsequent, every subsequent viewing, I'm like, this is still, this is everything that I want it to be. What's up? Ryan Reynolds is like the new Adam Sandler in that if you are friends with Ryan Reynolds, you are set for life with a job because the guy who plays Dopender in Deadpool is the guy in the beginning. And I did not realize oh, that. Oh yeah, no, I, I cottoned on to that one because he's got a very... Um, what's it? Uh, like his whole deal, I find very recognizable. Just the face, the voice, yeah. the whole kind of thing. Um, I remember when they first announced the movie and everyone was very upset that Danny DeVito would not be voicing Detective Pikachu. <laughs> uh, and even though I'm happy with the result, like a little, little Pikachu with the detective hat that sounds like Frank from Always Sunny would have been <laughs> fucking great <laughs> there were uh, other other uh, people who they were considered for detective pikachu and absolutely none of them should be picked to voice a pikachu and i love that <laughs> uh danny devito yeah that, that would have been that would have been like horrible <laughs> may i offer you a pokey egg in this trying time <laughs> <laughs> Uh, in addition, your boy and mine, Twain the Rock Johnson. Oh, no, no, I don't. No, he couldn't have done Absolutely it. He, I don't think not, Dwayne. No. Mark fucking Wahlberg. <laughs> 
I can like I can like it's not good, but I can see it. It's like I'm I'm stuck in this Pikachu's body. Come on, we gotta go. Uh, we gotta solve this crime. How's your mom doing? How's your mother? <laughs> talk, talk to your mother. Your, he would have to go. He'd have to go full Wahlberg for it. He yeah, would. He <laughs> would. Yeah, I guess I'll use fucking Thunderbolt or some shit. I don't fucking know. Christ. <laughs> we were, me and my brother were watching this movie the other night uh, with Mark Wahlberg and Chow Yun-Fat called The Corrupter. Um, okay. Where he's like a rookie cop and Chow Yun-Fat is corrupting him. And uh, no one ever says corrupter, but we did just spend the whole movie just going, my fucking partner is the fucking corrupter. <laughs> <laughs> this big corrupt is showing up. Fuck. I'm fucking Pikachu. I got to solve this murder. I ain't got any memories. <laughs> and then uh, the final name is Hugh Jackman. I think he could have nailed it. I really think he could have nailed it. I would have, you know, I, I I can't even, like, like I can picture The Rock doing it bad. I can't picture Hugh Jackman at all. Have you seen the trailers for uh, Soup? It's like the League of Extraordinary Super Pets or something. No, I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> it is a DC uh, film. It is about the League of Extraordinary Super Pets, as you could have guessed. And it features Dwayne The Rock Johnson as the voice of Superman's dog. Is Crypto? <laughs> yeah, as Crypto. Huh. And then, be because they wanted to put more in there, they made, gave Batman a dog, and the, that dog well, yeah, is voiced... Ace, Ace the Bat-Hound. What kind of fucking comics fan are you? I'm not a I'm not a DC fan is what it is. Um but playing Ace the Bat Hound, that's right folks, it's Kevin Hart. <laughs> well that's that that doesn't work cuz he's a very Ace is a very big dog. Kevin Hart should be a little Bam. dog. I'm a little dog. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking up Batman. Yeah. Uh would you like to guess who they have picked for Superman, Batman and Lex Luthor? We have wandered so far off the beaten track, but sure go for it. Well, Superman, John Krasinski. Of course, sure. Because fuck Why it. Not? Lex, Luth Lex Luthor, shout out from one podcast person to another, Mark Marin. Did not see that coming. <laughs> He's just like, yeah, I'm a CEO of, um, <laughs> of, of this place. I just, uh, I gotta fucking fight, fight Superman today, I guess. <laughs> and then finally, and this is the best casting I've ever seen, as Batman, Keanu fucking oh, I love it it's I don't know if I want to call that good but it's great <laughs> I am the knight yes you fucking you are, sure yes, are, you are. But <laughs> so anyways detective should we reveal well okay uh, I have a very emotional connection to detective Pikachu weirdly and it's because this film came out during a very specific month in my life, and it is the month before my daughter was born, meaning I got to have panic attacks anytime I went to a movie theater because I was like, she's going to come out. She's going to come out. So I'm sitting there like my wife at home <laughs> struggling as I'm just sitting there like, babe, I know you're having a rough time right now, but um. I'm gotta get to see Detective Pikachu, so <laughs> I I love you. I'm here for you. You're so strong. I need to go see Ryan Reynolds voice a little yellow rat man. <laughs> yes, thank you. 
Like, I also, I think Endgame was during this time, but uh, fuck that. Detective Pikachu is mine. Detective Pikachu's better than Endgame. Confirmed. Fun fiction confirmed mm-hmm. right there. Better than Endgame Detective Pikachu. At me. <laughs> now, at what point in the film, spoiler alert if you have not seen Detective Pikachu, did you realize that the Pikachu was just Justice Smith's dad the whole time? <laughs> um... I'm trying to remember. I mean, I I think it was when you see the flashback and Mewtwo's just kind of hovering over them both. Yeah. And it's just like, humans bad, Pokemon good. Um, (laughs) Also, I like that that movie confirmed that Mewtwo is a non-binary icon. Absolutely. Um, They also gave him powers that just don't fucking exist. No, yeah. Mewtwo is the master of life and death and will smush your fucking soul into a Pokemon's body and there will be two souls in it. And that's just life now. Um, What (laughs) happened to... So, so I I mean, I was going to say, for anyone not listening, I mean, this is all fucking spoilers, but like... Justice Smith... God, I wish we could remember this kid, his character's name... It's like, I don't know, Timmy or some... Sh- it's Tim. Yeah, no, it is actually Tim. That's it, it is Tim, yeah. So Tim's dad is a cop with Ken Watanabe, right. who also, by the way, Ken Watanabe and his little Pokemon partner, Snubble, that's a fucking great scene. They're sitting in his office and Snubble's just there, which... That's the other interesting thing about this movie is a lot of times, you know, when you're playing video games, you really don't think about the Pokemon's, like, actual size relative to people, and so, yeah, you, like Snubble was so much bigger than I'd always assumed. Snubble is the size of a child. <laughs> yeah, like, Snubble's the size of a human child just sitting in the corner, like g- glaring and just going like, and get on up. He's like, no, it's he's fine. He just his face is just like that. And he almost bites his fucking hand off. The best part about that scene, though, is when he's like, I got to go see the lieutenant or whatever. And then it just cuts to Snubble and no one else. (laughs) There's a solid five seconds where you think Snubble is the the sheriff of this town. It's very good. Um, But yeah, so he's like, hey, your dad, your estranged father who you don't talk to because he loves being a cop and also Pokemon more than you, his his baby son. Uh, is dead. Hey, and so Tim goes to Rhyme City to to settle his father's affairs, I guess. Um, And Rhyme City is a special city where people in Pokemon hang out and chill and work together because that's way more visually interesting than, like, directly trying to adapt a movie about, like, fucking Ash Ketchum or some shit. Yeah, we get to see Pokemon doing like jobs, and that's the other thing. They're so well integrated into the environment. So much thought was put into how would Pokemon yeah. inhabit a city. Like I said, the visuals and world building absolutely great. A any human character in this <laughs> film, I could not give. Uh, there was something in the very beginning of the film that you left out, and it is the fact that this film does confirm that a Cubone wears the skull of its dead mom. Yeah, that's not new. That's in, like, every Pokedex. I always thought that was just a, you know, like, Rugrats is all about <laughs> Angelica, who's in, like, I thought it was one of nah, those. No, that's fucking canonical, my guy. Hey... 
so they get to Rhyme City, where the big deal is every human, like, has a Pokemon, Pokemon work there. It's a whole fucking thing. Tim goes to his dad's place where he meets uh, a junior reporter who is honestly the most anime-ass person in this She's whole thing. She's so anime. <laughs> Because everyone else is just like, yeah, my dad's been, my dad's been taken out. We got to learn something. Meanwhile, she's like, I'm Lucy Stevens, a junior reporter. Let me help you today. And I'm like, okay, I get you. Yeah. I'm going to solve the case. No one can see the poses that we're doing, but we are sure doing them. <laughs> just full JoJo <laughs> posing. I, I love her. And her, and she's just got a Psyduck that just waddles around in a constant state of anxiety. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mood. Uh, but Tim goes up to the apartment where he meets your friend and mine, Detective Pikachu, the Pikachu that talks and he sounds like Ryan Reynolds. And so the reason that he's the only one who can understand the Pikachu, everybody else just hears normal Pokemon noises. Um, we don't know why he can understand the Pikachu, but the answer is because it's, it's his dad. It, it's dad Detective Pikachu. Yeah. Wait. OK, so a little bit skipping ahead. The end of the film. <laughs> sees Mewtwo use Mewtwo's power that we all know he has to blend the soul of a human with a Pokemon. Like, just, just, uh, like, overwrite the laws of the universe, like the full metal yeah. alchemist type of, like, you can't do a matter without an anti mat like, you know, it can't be, fuck, what's the, that, that's a, what's the thing? You can't Dog, create matter without destroying matter and vice versa. Some shit like that. Yeah, exactly. But, but Mewtwo will whole ass disappear your human body, cram your spiritual essence in a Pokemon. But when he undoes it, everybody's cool and it's fine. Exactly. But could the could the Pokemon talk to humans then? The implication seemed to be that at least they all understood each other when they were sharing a body. Yeah, yeah. So, and also, Mewtwo didn't do this on purpose. Well, Mewtwo did it on purpose to to Ryan Reynolds' dad because he was injured, he was dying, he was in danger, um, and so to, to he protect was him, dying, he and to to save him, they put his soul into a Pikachu, essentially, kind of like cryo freezing him until, for some reason, Justice Smith had to show up, and when Justice Smith was there, he could like. Mewtwo could like pull DNA from Justice to make a new dad, which That's the film so does not get into how horrifying <laughs> that is. Barely try. It's just like, you don't care about this. We're not going to explain it. And when you're watching the movie, you're just like, yeah, I don't. And then after the movie, you're like, wait, what? And it's a double whammy of, hey, yo, this Pikachu's your dad. Because A, there's the whammy of, holy shit, that's fucking crazy. <laughs> the second whammy comes when you see Justice Smith chilling out, like, waiting at the train station, and Detective Pikachu walks up, and you hear Detective Pikachu's voice. Then he turns around, and actual <laughs> Ryan Reynolds is there. I, I will say the one thing that they did was kind of, that was kind of clever is every time you saw his dad in, like, a flashback where a character was talking about him, his face was obscured. Like, he wears, like, a knit cap. His back was always turned, and... They did. They did play a little trick on on you. On if you have uh, what's it? In, internal biases. Uh, because Justice Smith is uh, not a white guy. Oh yeah. And so <laughs> that is a point. Had, so like the first time I watched the movie, 
there is sort of this assumption that, you know, his dad was probably like also black, <laughs> but no, yeah, yeah. his dad is Ryan Reynolds and you need to re-examine your fucking racial biases. And by you, I mean me. <laughs> uh, also, my favorite part of this film is when it just becomes alien for a few. Um, <laughs> where they they go to, like, this... There's this weird thing called Chemical R that's being released. It has nothing to do with Team Rocket, which pissed me off. And it makes Pokemon go crazy and essentially lose their minds. Yeah. And they, they're they using is, it for, like, illegal battles and shit. Yeah, and the big purpose of it at the end is the only way for a human to take over a Pokemon body is if the Pokemon's going batshit insane. <laughs> All right, Phil, <laughs> that's fine. And uh, what's it? The the mayor of the city, Bill Nye, because I can't remember his fucking name either. It's like Howard or something. Yeah, he, he wants to use Pokemon's bodies because he's in a wheelchair and he just wants to be a dick about it. So he takes over Mewtwo's body and he's like, mine now, bitch. I got legs, bitch. <laughs> and, and he had this lab facility. Um, and the re oh God, this is so weird to me still. The researcher who was doing experiments on Mewtwo is, um, what's her face? The singer? The one who- R Rita Ora? Yeah, Rita Ora. I'm not familiar with her. Oh, she does a she does a, I mean she does a bunch of songs. The one I always think of is the one she did with the Avicii, which was Lonely Together. Oh, okay. I might See, hate myself tomorrow, but I'm on my way tonight. Gonna torture a Mewtwo. Take this body in another. Let's be Mewtwo together. Do, 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 do. <laughs> The world knows her as a musical icon. Scotty Moore knows her as that bitch that fucked up Mewtwo for a few. Uh, but they have this lab where obviously they were working on Mewtwo, but also they were experimenting on other Pokemon to see what the next evolution of that Pokemon. So obviously there were the Greninja. And that scene was ripped straight out of Alien because like the, the their hand. Yeah, the hand, the tongue, just the whole thing. And then there's the giant Torteras, and I will admit, that's the part where the movie drags. Like, that scene is the one where it's like, okay, where are we in this plot? I loved it at first, because, like, that first moment where they're like, huh, I guess the Torteras evolution hasn't happened yet. Then they run outside, and they're like, guys, we are on the Torterra. I was like, that's my <laughs> shit! Let's go! Then my second viewing, I was like, it's still my shit, but can we move forward with the plot a little exactly. bit, Exactly, yeah. That's that's where I feel like the pace really kind of starts to lag. But then that is also... And it's oh, good. also implied that the uh, experimentations to make these Pokemon more impressive also happened to the ditto which allowed the ditto to take the form of a human and just who knows <laughs> how far that could have gone so yeah the ditto the ditto is very plot relevant because uh it do we see like a state we see him first as like a stagehand and uh yep. howard's son who hates him is like and everybody hates your pokemon he's creepy and the stagehand morphs back into a link goes ditto and it's very cute and then we see this woman who is Howard's lackey and she yep. wears dark glasses. She never says a word like she texts him some information, which I hate how much that lends credence to your theory. Yeah. And then in a key pivotal 
moment. Oh, yeah, because then, then also you think Howard's son is the bad guy, but then um, he's also, the whole time he's being bad, he is wearing sunglasses, which is like, hmm. Because, <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we get the pivotal moment, you knock the sunglasses off, and she has terrifying ditto eyes. Well, I think the initial one is the fact that he finds Roger, like, who's the son, kidnapped, and then another Roger That's right, shows yeah. <laughs> because I always thought it was just her through the whole, it was just Suki Waterhouse through the whole thing as a ditto, and then I remembered, like, oh, wait a minute, there's the double twist. <laughs> and then, oh, God, and then when the ditto's fighting Justice Smith, it, it turns into uh, the girl, the, the adorable reporter girl. Except that she has the horrible fucking eyes. And he's like, I'm fine punching like the woman who I feel attracted to. (laughs) As long as you got fucked up eyes like that. And then there's just a lot. I don't know. The the whole rapport between Justice Smith and Ryan Reynolds Pikachu is very good. And I I feel like it's especially impressive when you remember that Justice Smith is talking to nothing. Justice Smith is talking to a tennis ball on a stick. <laughs> He's just nailing it through the whole thing. Honestly, big ups to Ryan, though, because Ryan, for me, carried a lot of this film because it is the ultimate like punch up having Detective Pikachu there, because like in Hollywood with punch ups, you just go in there and just write funny jokes that people off screen can say. <laughs> but with Detective Pikachu, just have Detective Pikachu say it. It's fine. <laughs> I just love some things just where he's like, what is it? I'm like two feet tall. And my lungs are the size of grapes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there is no such thing as jellies. I made that up. <laughs> and then he's like fake drunk singing the Pokemon theme song. Oh, you know, it's not that he's drunk. It's that he's sad because he, he ran away because he thinks that he, before he realizes that he is Justice Smith's dad, he thinks he betrayed Justice Smith's dad. And you just see him, he runs away from him because he's like, I can't hurt you anymore. And you just see him by the side of the road, just this real, because at this point in the adventure, they've been through a lot. So he's real, this real raggedy, fucked up looking Pikachu. And he's just like, I want to be the very very best. It's such a good moment. Hang on. I have to let my own personal little fuck-ass Pokemon out this door. (laughs) (laughs) I do also love the scene where um, Pikachu, Detective Pikachu, let me be correct here. (laughs) Give Uh, give him his proper name. (laughs) While they're, like, jumping off of uh, the the giant turtle what got a forest on its back, it's not even like Detective Pikachu falls wrong and hits his head. A a rock just cracks this motherfucker (laughs) in the skull. And everyone's like, holy shit, what? And then a, a bunch of Bulbasaurs just come out. And this is like the beautiful moment of the entire film where a bunch of Bulbasaurs just lead Justice Smith with this dead ass Pikachu. <laughs> just this real this corpse looking Pikachu. <laughs> sad as shit forward to like this pillar where he puts the Pikachu down. And then just Mewtwo, who has been villain coded up to this point, shows up. And if I'm Justice Smith at that point, I mean, fuck these Bulbasaurs. <laughs> fuck that Bulbasaur. Fuck this. Bulbasaur. They're so cute, though. I love they are them. very, very cute. The Squirtle. I wish there was a Squirtle Squad appearance. That would have been good. That would have. I would have mm-hmm. appreciated that. Uh, but yeah, like the the plot doesn't make any fucking sense, and that's extremely <laughs> valid. But I am just in, like I've, I've said it before, and I will say it again. If I'm in love with a movie's aesthetic, if a movie does world building really yeah. well, I am very forgiving. <laughs> 
I yeah, it's like I will smile as I tell you how bad it was. <laughs> I'll be like, damn, that was a shitty line read. Let's keep going, folks. Let's see what else we can find. Now, there is one thing that uh, was said about this film that I will say, even though I have been kind of negative towards it. This is, in fact, the best video game movie ever made. Oh, yeah. And 100%. I will confirm that. Uh, Sonic got close. Sonic was pretty good. And I bet. Two might get there. I'm not even gonna lie. Two yeah, might Sonic get there. Sonic was way better than it had any right to be. Um, Mortal Kombat. It was pretty good. I was the newest Mortal Kombat for anyone at home. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a pretty good fucking movie, but I've not. I, I would say Detective Pikachu number one, Sonic number two, Mortal Kombat number Mortal three. Mortal Kombat was better than Sonic in my in my personal canon. Mm. I'm a big Ben Schwartz fan, so if you just put Ben Schwartz in something, I'll watch it. I watched Space Force, and that show was garbage. <laughs> but now, is it time to get into some fanfiction? I, I suppose it is. I think you need to end, because you said you had a silly one, and I don't. <laughs> I wrote 3,500 words. <laughs> I'm going first. That's 20. We've learned already. That's 20 minutes of audio, Scotty. <laughs> it's okay. It's fine. So, no. I'm going to go okay. first. Fuck you. Everyone Everyone can leave feeling scared from your scary <laughs> fiction. So, uh, the direction that I went with uh, my fanfic was I, I thought of like uh, an old school noir kind of thing. A uh, okay. Raymond Chandler, da- Dashiell Hammond kind of whatever the fuck, but you know, with Pikachu. Right. <laughs> Instead of Humphrey Bogart, it's Pikachu. <laughs> Pika peace, sweetheart. <laughs> so, uh, from from Pikachu's perspective, is Detective Pikachu in the Maltese far fetched? Yes. Pika, Pika, Pika P, Pikachu. No, I'm not actually doing that, but wouldn't that be fucked up? <laughs> that would be real good. <laughs> Scotty, we're not, we're, well, wait, you gotta let me do my thing first, and then Megan proceeds to say Pika B for eight minutes. <laughs> no, that would be, uh, that'd be hilarious, but also kind of fucked up. All right. It was a dark and stormy night. This is still, this is Pikachu talking. And I was alone in my office, drinking my problems away, when suddenly there was a knock at the door, and in walked trouble. She had legs for days. She was a hitmanly, you see. They're they're pretty much all legs. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this hitmanly used baby doll eyes on me, which is weird since that's usually a fairy type move, and said, "Please, Detective Pikachu." This is what the hitmanly sounds like, I guess. <laughs> I need your help. My sister Hitmonchan has run away from Pallet Town to this big, awful, dirty city, and I fear the worst. She was with a disreputable dark type, you see, which honestly sounds kind of racist, even in the context of Pokemon. <laughs> I think it was a Sneasel. Please find my sister. I assured her that I would find her sister. And by I, I meant that my junior partner, Pichu, would find her sister. I had stuff Aww. to do, like finish this bottle of bourbon. So I sent Pichu off on her trail and called it a night. Except I was awoken in the wee hours of morning by Snubble, who was also a detective, but a lame police one, not a cool detective like me. Pikachu says A-cab. 
<laughs> anyway, Detective Snubble was calling to tell me that my partner Pichu had been found dead, along with our mysterious Fuck. Sneasel that he was tracking. I tried to contact Hitman Lee, but it turns out she checked into her hotel under the false name of Nurse Joy. Detective Snubble and Officer Jenny wanted to try to pin the murders on me, you see, claiming that Sneasel killed Pichu and I killed Sneasel in revenge. Or possibly I killed them both because I was having an affair with Pichu's wife, Pachirisu. I will pause for a moment so you may imagine various rat Pokemon exploring each other's bodies in a sexual fashion. <laughs> oh, God. This is the plot of the Maltese Falcon and we're sticking to it. <laughs> I will also say I have found numerous different pieces of merch where Pikachu is saying a cap. <laughs> that makes me real happy. That's excellent. Continuing on. I was back in my office, stumped and sad and drinking again. I don't have a problem. I can stop any time. And who should mosey back into my life than the very same Hitman Lee that started this whole mess? I pulled my gun on her. Yeah, that's right. You thought it was going to be something clever like Thunderwave or some shit, but no, Pikachu's fucking packing. Pikachu's got a Glock. <laughs> She admitted she'd fed me a line, that there never was any sister, and she wasn't a Hitmanly at all, but a ditto, posing as one. <gasps> Sneasel. Oh, shit. <laughs> Sneasel was a business partner who betrayed her and set me up to kill him, but then, if he'd caught wise to Pichu and killed him, who killed Sneasel? I didn't want any part of it, but she begged me to investigate. She used Charm, which was actually in line, you know, with her typing as a normal type Pokemon. <clears throat> anyway... I was out of bourbon, so like, yeah, why not? I took the case. But as soon as Ditto left, a Lucario burst into my office. Lucario! <laughs> burst into my office, offering me $5,000 for a small statue of Farfetch'd. I said, $5,000, eh? Wait, hang on. That was 1941 money. Give me a second. $96,500, eh? <laughs> Holy fucking shit. <laughs> um... And then he said if I didn't take his money, he'd just beat me up and take it from me. And I was like, dude, I don't have it. And he was like, bullet punch. And I was like, fuck, ow. But then he saw <laughs> I didn't have this statue. And I punched him back, but, you know, like with my gun. And then he hired me. <laughs> the life yep. of a private detective is a strange one. Also, uh, because uh, stepping out of character for a moment, no one will appreciate this otherwise. But this, this character in the movie, his name is, is Joe Cairo. So Lucario kind of sounds like that and also sort of like Egyptian themed because he looks like Anubis. So like it's a, okay. it's a double reference. Appreciate me. <laughs> Back in character. I quickly put together that Lucario and Ditto were probably connected to each other because that's how these stories tend to go. And I had us all meet up. And yeah, there was just like a super uncomfortable tension in the room. And I'm not just saying that because we were all using mean look. Ooh. <laughs> Ditto mentioned something about a Snorlax. He's called the fat man in the movie, so like, fine, no points for subtlety, but whatever. <laughs> and also, we had some little errand boy, Meowth or whatever, who keeps following me around. I don't know. Everyone's motivations are really confusing. Like, I go to meet Snorlax, and he tells me if I get the far fetched for him, he'll pay me two payments of twenty five thousand. Oh, right, hang on, four hundred and eighty two thousand five hundred dollars. <laughs> oh my fuck! But then he drugs my drink, or I mean, casts sleep like like why i haven't seen this movie in over a decade and wikipedia is being very unhelpful but you know whatever <laughs> when i came to there was a newspaper over my face with the date and time of a ship arriving at the docks i went to the ship but it was on fire 
Oh well, I called it a loss and went back to my office for another drink to make up for that gross one from before. Except then the ship captain, who I don't, I don't know, was a fucking Bulbasaur or something. Why not? Mm-hmm. Staggered into my office and just died, like just straight died. <laughs> and in his vines was the far-fetched statue, the Maltese far-fetched, and it wasn't even cool. It was kind of just sad looking. Then Ditto calls me up and screams an address and hangs up, like just shrieks one, and I go there, and it's an abandoned gym, so I go back home, and obviously it was just a ploy to get me out of the office, because who's in there now? We got the Ditto, the Lucario, the Snorlax, the Meowth, and they're like, where's the Farfetch'd? And I'm like, right here, this case sucks, I've done no detecting, and all these people <laughs> are dead. Can I, can I at least arrest someone? Can I arrest Meowth? And Snorlax uh, told me that Meowth did actually, like, shoot everyone for realsies, so yeah, go ahead. So I knock him out and arrest him, and everyone leaves. Except except Snorlax declares the far-fetched to be a far-fake. And I, I didn't get my money, so that sucks. What does a Pikachu need money for? Bourbon, obviously. Lots and lots of bourbon. <laughs> They all start fighting, they all escape and everything, but but it's fine, because I call Officer Jenny and I get them all arrested. Detective Pikachu sometimes does not say A-cab when it is convenient for him. (laughs) (laughs) Ditto begged me not to turn her in. She said she could be anything I wanted. And I told her I wanted her to be locked up, because she's the one who actually killed Pichu, because reasons, I guess. And they took her away. Officer Jenny held up the far-fetched and was like, this is heavy, like, what, what even is it? And I said, that's the stuff the dreams are made of. And also, I think Nazi iconography, I kind of skipped over that part. The (laughs) end. (laughs) This also can be used if we ever do an episode on the Maltese Falcon. (laughs) Replay it, it's perfect. (laughs) Just pop that new thing in. That fucking ruled, dude. I wish I had seen the Maltese Falcon so I could have gotten a lot more of that. Honestly, it's fine. Like I said, I have not seen it in a very long mm-hmm. time, and I was skimming Wikipedia like, wait, fuck, shit. Eh, this is fine. <laughs> I just That was the <laughs> ultimate Megan fic, in that it was a good story, and then also just had moments of Megan being like, wait, fuck it. Like, let me just figure some shit out real quick. Look, he's a detective, and the Maltese Farfetch'd was too funny to not use. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, content warning before mine. Um alcohol use although technically <laughs> already a little bit bad with megan we just had a, an alcoholic pikachu yeah uh car crashes vomiting body horror existential dread dittos there's probably more in here but i just those were the big ones that i was trying to focus on this is the grossest worst shit i've ever written i'm so scared all right it's it's not that bad <clears throat> I blink and find myself standing in front of the Unknown Club, one of those shitty hipster dive bars uptown, and yes, they do spell their name using the Pokemon instead of normal letters. I blink again, and in a flash of light, I see myself surrounded by strangers, each of us with a shot of vodka that was triple distilled using the flame from a Charizard's tail. Another flash of light, and I find myself dancing in the center of the floor under the light of a chandelure. I'm dancing with... 
somebody. Don't really know her name, although that's not completely uncommon for me lately. Another flash of light and I see the same woman leading me by the hand to the parking lot, my heart racing and blood pumping as I hear a Machamp guard screaming out after us, but before he could catch up, I flash forward again. I'm in my car, doing 110 on the interstate. Her hand is on my thigh and she is controlling the speed of the car by just how far up that hand is willing to go. She leans over and whispers in my ear, I dare you to go down the wrong lane. Well, I'm no coward, so I give her a small smile and turn the wheel, sending us careening into oncoming traffic where I find myself playing chicken with a large 18-wheeler. The truck gets closer and closer and closer, and then one final flash, and I wake up. I, can I please I interrupt you just, just the one time? Just because when you said she whispers in my ear, I was like 60% expecting you to go, Dinner! <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say the fact that I was definitely referencing a Nickelback song. There, I, don't know if I, I wouldn't recognize a goddamn Nickelback reference. That's the beauty of this podcast. If, you got, if you're a Maltese Falcon fan, you got Megan. If you like Nickelback, you got me. We've got everyone covered. Mm-hmm. How much of that was a dream? I think to myself as I slowly arise from the bed like Rip Van Winkle. I quickly check over my body to discover that I'd suffered no injuries from last night, luckily. The only pain I could feel was throbbing in my head and churning in my stomach, and speaking of, I slowly got that feeling. That feeling that only blackout drunks can really put a name to. That feeling in the lower part of your jaw, where your body refuses to listen to your mind anymore and just begins automatically prying your mouth open in preparation for a cascade of vomit. It's at this moment that I begin to panic because I realize I am not in my home and I have no idea where the bathroom is. I quickly stand and rush towards every doorway I could find. Closet, hallway, secondary closet, and then finally my salvation in the form of a toilet, which was quickly turned into my own personal Jackson Pollock painting. I grab a towel and mop up any of the excess stomach acid, leftover pizza, or pink bile that happened to find its way out of the porcelain throne before standing and slowly emerge, rubbing my eyes back into the bedroom when I hear a voice. Oh, Jesus Christ, Yvonne, not again! You can't be bringing these boys in my house! It was the voice of an older woman who I see staring at me from the hallway door I had left open. This is also the moment I realize I'm in my boxers and not much else. She was a frail old thing with dark sunglasses covering her eyes and a permanent scowl sewn onto her lips. I quickly gather my things and put them back on, attempting to cover up for the benefit of this old hag. Ma'am, I am so sorry. Just let me get my things and I'll be out of here. Don't you talk to me, you monster! I don't associate with creatures like you. A stockbroker? Look, honey, whether you want to admit it or not, we're what makes the world go round. We're the ones who keep the money flowing into your pocket, and I am talking to an empty hallway. I remark as I turn back to see the old woman puttering away into a room at the other end. She shuts the door behind her, and I quickly attempt to make an escape when not seconds later, that door opened again to reveal the most beautiful woman I'd ever seen, long brunette hair that flowed down to tight khaki pants that sat beneath a loose tank top that showed everything (laughs) off. And also she had a a face that was pretty, I guess. She strangely, though, also wore rounded, tinted sunglasses, a family tradition, I assume. (laughs) 
Yes, it's so nice to see you again. I thought you would have left by now. Yeah, yeah, that was my plan, but I got- Oh, well, come with me, come with me. She insists and pulls me into her living room where she sits with me at her couch, cuddling up next to me. So how was your night? She asked with a tone that, that implied she remembered a whole lot more than I did. Great, I reply awkwardly before excavating my arm out from behind her. How was yours? After the week I've had at work, she chuckles. You gave me exactly what I needed. <laughs> Oh, where do you work? I told you this last night, silly. Yes, and I was very drunk at the time. If I was able to remember the occupation of every pretty girl I met at a bar, I wouldn't have much room in my brain for much else, would I? Well, I work for Clifford Enterprises. I'm a rehabilitation specialist. Well, if I have too many more nights like last night, I might have to give you a call. I chuckle. She does not chuckle. Not that kind of rehab. You see... Howard Clifford was a brilliant man. Without him, there would be no Rhyme City. Pokemon would still be forced to fight for their lives every day, and instead of one man having his one Pokemon, the world would have stayed obsessed with catching them all and leaving them to die in their computers. But Howard, as brilliant as he was, went mad over the years, became obsessed with the idea of evolving humanity, and he tried to do that through Pokemon. Yeah, he was that nutcase who tried to bond the whole city with their Pokemon, right? Yep, that's Howard. But little did we know, the Mewtwo incident was merely the tip of the proverbial iceberg of Clifford's madness. There were labs set up at the outskirts of Rhyme City, just outside of those city limits where what they did to those Pokemon was considered legal. There were Greninja who had been mutated and mutilated to a point where they had become sociopathic versions of their former selves, hell-bent to kill on sight. There were Torterra whose bodies had grown to the size of mountains, and every single night their screams would echo across the fields as they struggled underneath their enormous weight. And then there were the Dittos. Ditto. The, the little pink blobby thingy. What exactly could you do with a ditto outside of, I don't know, press it against a newspaper and get a copy of the Garfield comic? <laughs> I chuckled once again. She once again did not chuckle. Tough crowd. You know, I thought similarly to you initially. I thought that all a ditto could do was copy a Pokemon's appearance and its main abilities, but... Howard's experiments revealed a whole lot more about those creatures than we previously knew. They were able to take the form of human bodies, Cass. They impersonated one of the most important members of the Clifford Enterprises boards, and no one batted an eyelash. Because a ditto doesn't just put on a mask of what they're replicating. They become what they replicate. You understand what I'm saying? So once again, it's just a beady-eyed little ditto walking around in a human suit. What's the big deal? The big deal is that the ditto retained memories, Cass. Look at this one, she comments as she pulls a picture frame off a nearby shelf. The picture featured a tall, blue-haired man in a white shirt posing with a small ditto on his shoulder. Ignore him, that's my ex. The important <laughs> thing here is the ditto. The Ditto was capable of retaining memories of what it copied. It retained the abilities, the spirit, the very essence of who that person was. That meant Howard was able to use that Ditto to replicate his business enemies and use their own knowledge against them. He was able to send out those Dittos to ruin reputations of perfectly normal men, and now Clifford Enterprises is sitting on a ton of those labs filled with Pokemon who were bred for corporate espionage and violence, and it's up to me and my team to 
hopefully rehabilitate them so they can re-enter the Rhyme City workforce. Right. So, um, hate to seem cruel here, but they are just Pokemon, right? I mean, can't you guys just take them out back and... <coughs> seems seems like an awful lot of work for a few Greninja and Torterra, <sighs> I'm just saying. Yes, I suppose it is. But without them, Rhyme City doesn't work. It's our partnership that has allowed this city to flourish and be the closest thing to a utopia we have, and... To be honest with you, most of these Pokemon are too powerful to simply, <laughs> as you so romantically put it. The only thing we can do right now is pray for for rehabilitation and prevent any poachers like Team Rocket from getting access to them. I assume by your callous response, you don't have a Pokemon partner? Yeah, no. I laughed to myself. That's not really my thing. Just kind of like working mono e mono, you know? Hmm. So... You're willing to profit off Rhyme City's customs, but not willing to participate in them. Interesting. You are an interesting person, Cassius. Thank you, I say with the largest question mark I can. And I enjoy spending time with interesting people. So why don't I pop on down to the Sables and Bagels and get us some breakfast? Oh, actually, I was, I was just kind of expecting this to be like a one-time <laughs> thing, you know? Oh, it can be. After all, you're still in this apartment. This is still technically part of that one time, you know? You're very lucky that bagels sound really good right now. Could I get two wheat bagel? Could I get two wheat bagels with scrambled egg? I can Pokemon Venmo you the cat. <laughs> Couldn't think of a funny joke there. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I'll be right back. She remarks as she gets up to head to the doorway when I realize a big issue. Wait, what about your mom? She seemed super upset with me being here. I, I don't want to make her mad. Oh, she left. Yvonne remarks matter-of-factly. Are you sure? I, I didn't... I didn't see anyone leave, so... I'm sure. She left. A silence hangs in the air as she stared at me through those dark sunglasses. Just make sure to stay out of her room. She hates it when people mess around in there. Yeah, I, I don't think you have anything to worry about with that. I I'm just going to be on the couch watching the news. Hmm. She smiles at me. Interesting, interesting. Well, stay right there and I'll be right back. She slowly shuts the door behind her and I find myself at a strange impasse. I could just walk out right now, leave the bagels behind, but something pulled me deeper into that apartment where I find myself once again sat on that couch directly in front of a 42-inch television turned to Rhyme City News, which featured a woman with long red hair being interviewed and the bottom of the screen reading the headline... Former Team Rocket member disappeared? I grabbed the remote and quietly turned up the sound on the television, and what happened next chilled me to my core. The woman sobbed about how her partner and she had recently moved to Rhyme City to escape the horrors of working for Team Rocket. She said they knew more than anyone about the bond between a human and its Pokemon while she held her Meowth tightly. And then she held up a picture the last known picture of the disappeared man, and I'm not one to be paranoid, but with that long blue hair and the white shirt, I couldn't help but notice the similarities between him and the man in that photo with the ditto. My, sus my suspicions only grew when they revealed his last known location, the Unknown Club in Uptown Rhyme City. My stomach fell into my feet. 
My entire body felt heavy, but I knew I had to investigate further. I stood up and slowly approached the bookshelf where I found numerous photos of different men posing next to a ditto. There wasn't a single picture of Yvonne or her mother anywhere to be found. Just men who I have to assume are recently missing and that ditto. That fucking ditto with its beady little eyes staring back at me wherever I went. I had the evidence, but I couldn't accept the conclusion. Eventually, I rushed into the hallway and shut off the lights, keeping myself in that tight, concealed space when I noticed a pink light pouring in through Yvonne's, mother, through Yvonne's mother's room. I slowly crawled towards the door, reaching out for the knob, but I felt myself almost unable to turn it. It shouldn't be this hard to go against the word of a woman you've just met. I do it all the time, but when that woman is quite possibly a power-hungry psychopathic ditto, it gets a little bit tougher. Eventually, I take a heavy swallow and creak open the door to discover bright pink walls with fishing line tied to various pins in the wall. And attached to those fishing lines were pictures dark reflections of the pictures I had seen in the living room. The only difference was that the smiling, happy men in those photos, they were no longer smiling. Their eyes, their fucking eyes were glazed over and that pink sludge covered them from head to toe, some of them even spitting out a horrid combination of blood and pink goo. There were men I recognized. Howard Clifford was there, his son, men wearing the bright red R of Team Rocket were there, all men hell-bent on using Pokemon for their own game. And I slowly realize I'm next. Unfortunately, that realization came at about the same time that I heard the front door slowly creak open. I knew I had to play it cool. Yvonne or Ditto said it themselves. They're too powerful to kill. Hey! I quickly remark, rushing out of the room and into the kitchen, where I quickly begin washing my hands. Sorry, I was in the bathroom. Right. <laughs> Yvonne smirks at me before setting my food at the kitchen table. Just making room for these delicious bagels, am I right? Right. <laughs> I stare forward at my plate of food. Well, go on, silly. It's not poison. She laughs for the first time, and to be honest with you, I believe her. I lean forward and begin slowly eating my bagel, placing the scrambled egg in between the slices for a makeshift breakfast sandwich. Wow, Yvonne, these are some phenomenal bagels. I laugh and she pauses before a big smile grows on her face. You called me Yvonne. She slowly sits down in front of me. Do you remember the name of every pretty girl you take home? She slowly removes her glasses to reveal... Two beautiful brown eyes and a perfectly human <laughs> I face. I knew it. Or do you just remember the names of the girls that try to kill you? What? <laughs> Cassius, Cassius, Cassius. Look, I know I'm good at playing the fool, but did you honestly expect me not to notice you left the fucking door open? <laughs> she stares back at that bright pink room, its light illuminating the hallway with a horrifying pink glow. Tell me, how did you enjoy my pictures? Lots of high-profile names on there, and now you get to put your name amongst the stars. Yeah, or I, I could just leave. Because you see, up until now, I thought that you were a super-powered ditto that could kill me with a snap of its finger. But now I see you're just another little girl that wants to feel big and strong. Well, I'll be the one here to remind you, you're not. 
because I have more than enough evidence here to turn you into Rhyme City PD, sweetheart. I comment through squinted eyes before standing and walking towards the door. As I place my hand on the doorknob, however, Yvonne quickly stands and yells out, Ditto, stop! My hand freezes in place. <laughs> my legs buckle beneath me and I can't move. My head, my arms, my legs all freeze in place. The only thing I can do is feel my eyeballs turn in my head and my breath escape my lungs as she once again calls out, Ditto, return. My legs nearly break from the resistance as I try to continue out that door, but I can't. My whole body turns and slowly walks towards the dinner table to once again sit across from Yvonne, who smirks and grabs a remote, turning up the TV. It's another news report. This one about a car crash on the interstate. A drunk driver crashing into the front of an 18-wheeler. The car being decimated instantly and no body ever being found. Just a small trail of pink goo that for anyone else would blend in with the rest of the viscera. But I knew the truth. God, I had totally forgotten there was a big car crash at the beginning. <laughs> I was gone. My body had evaporated into nothing. You know, that really was exactly what I needed last night, Yvonne commented. I mean, now with no identifiable body and little to no family, there is no one coming to save you. In fact, there's no one who would even care to if my research checks out. It's then that the words Yvonne had spoken to me not one hour earlier came into clarity in my mind. The Stitto was capable of retaining memories of what it copied. It retained its abilities, its spirit, and the very essence of who that person was. I was the Ditto. So this is your big plan, huh? I finally comment under my breath. Take control of the people you don't like and force them to act according to your will, huh? What, if I have another one-night stand, are you going to come back and force me to transform back into a ditto? If I don't travel the world and save all the whalemers, you'll get to kill me. No. No, no, it's... it's nothing like that. Yvonne finally comments with a smile. You see, the moment you walk out that door, and I will let you walk out that door, you can trust me on that. That moment is when I will have no more control over you. I wouldn't be able to find you. I wouldn't know where to start. You will have been effectively released into the wild to do what you wish. But one day it's going to catch up to you. One day you're going to realize that you are not whole anymore. You're going to realize that you may still have your brain and you may still have your soul if you ever had one in the first place. But your body's mine. Forever. And I have let a lot of men go out into that wilderness, cast, and every single one came crawling back to me and begged me to end it. So please, feel free to walk out that door, but just know, you will never be you ever again. And all this because I don't have a Pokemon partner? All this because I don't care if a few fucking animals live or die? Cass, if this was about Pokemon, I would have stayed away and enjoyed watching you rot from a distance. But in your mind, in your interesting little mind, everyone's a Pokemon. 
everyone can be used and abused for your profit. You reduce those around you to nothing but animals that are meant to support you. Well, now you are one of those animals. See, the people in the real world won't know. The men passing you on the street won't know. But you will. You'll know deep down that you will never be one of them again. And every Pokemon you pass will know that no matter what you do, how many awards you get, no matter how much money you put in your bank, you will always be less than human. At this point, my fury had grown to a fever pitch. I stared down at the knife I had used to cut my bagel and stood up, staring at Yvonne, enraged. When I looked over and I saw myself in the reflection of the fridge, and I saw two small, fucking, beady eyes staring back at me. I remember the pink goo I had vomited up at the beginning of the day. I saw my life moving forward, and I saw who I would become. And I swore I wouldn't let her do this to anyone ever again. I leaped towards her with that knife in my hand when suddenly she yelled out one simple word. Transform. And I felt myself suddenly falling. It was like I was in that, in that pink room, but there were no windows. There were no doors. There were no walls. Just an infinite pink abyss that went on forever and my body slowly sank into it like a pool filled with muck. I looked around and saw the faces and bodies of those men whose pictures I had just held in the real world deteriorating into nothing and when I looked into the sky I could see for a flashing moment what that ditto saw. A picture frame of me smiling next to that ditto the end <laughs> i mean is it weird the thing i'm thinking oh here actually let me that was really good <laughs> thank you um i think you you set it up to feel way worse um okay yeah, thank you no, that was that was really good i liked it um kind of like promising young woman but with ditto with a ditto yeah, yeah. Um, i feel bad for the ditto is the thing because like yeah this dude cassius is the one like who's got all the memories is gonna do it but like before he was that like there was a template ditto with its own like i guess th thoughts and hopes and pokey dreams does a po does a ditto have a brain initially is my thing because i think we had a during one of our arguments we brought up that once it transformed back the ditto would not be aware of what had happened because it wouldn't have the same brain. It wouldn't have the same memories. So that was kind of where I was running off of it with. Also, I'm down if the ditto's also in like part of it. <laughs> and the ditto is part of part of it. <laughs> nah, that was fucked up. That was cool. I really liked it. Mm -hmm. I wanted to make the mom like a creepy old woman in a horror movie. And then when I started doing her voice, I realized it was just like, like the soprano, the mom on the Sopranos. <laughs> yeah, but that, that was my story. Um, it, it, it went places, but now we must move on to next week where we're going to take a fan suggestion. 
So I need to pull up the sheet with the fan <laughs> suggestions on it. We gotta, we gotta cast out for uh, some more, some more of those. I think we might be running out. Yeah, send it to us on Twitter, or uh, if you're on the Discord, let us know on the Discord what you would like to see, and we can throw it into our spreadsheet. But I will oh, say... Oh, just put a link to the Discord in this episode description so people can do that if they're not on the Discord. I feel like they hey. probably are, but you know, you never know. Well, this person is definitely on our Discord, and it's your boy, Chips Ahoy, who uh, I don't even remember when they suggested this, much like every suggestion we have on this <laughs> sheet... But since I didn't get to do my fun Ryan Reynolds voice this week, even though I had ample opportunity, I think we're, we're going to do it next week because we're heading into the Deadpool. <laughs> um, it's not that I don't like Deadpool. I just worry we're going to we're going to fall into that thing of like Deadpool sure is a movie. <laughs> Deadpool sure is good. <laughs> We don't want to spoil it because we want you to watch it. <laughs> no, I think we could probably figure something out. I would also, I'll probably read like some comics and get into some deep lore. Oh, God. I do have the full uh, run of Cable and Deadpool. Hell yeah. It's, uh... Yeah, this the is just an overall. varies. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. I got um, Spider-Man Maximum Carnage recently and the quality varies. <laughs> I'm like okay yeah carnage shriek that's cool who the why are cloak and dagger here wait they're dead now wait what's happening <laughs> but yeah it will be a overall deadpool review i don't think we're just gonna focus on like the movies and whatnot but that's happening next week until then where could people find you on the pikachu <laughs> <God damn it. laughs> they can find me on twitter at meg underscore danger where I post pictures of, of my my real life Pokemon, my cats. Maybe I'll start posting pictures of my my real life Pokemon, my Pokemon. I got three Pikachu's and to mimic you behind me. <laughs> Hell One yeah. of those Pikachu. Well, actually, I, wait, hang on. Oh no, I was gonna come show it to you, but then I'm like, no, we're doing a podcast. That's an audio medium. Because <laughs> one of them is a Ditto Pikachu that my friend got me from oh. Japan. <laughs> Hell yeah. We got, um, before I went on a, a little mini trip to Orlando recently and I realized like, oh no, this is going to be Ripley's first time. I won't be there. And she's sleeping in her big girl bed. So I had to get her something. Ooh. So I took her to a Build-A-Bear workshop and she got a Pikachu Build-A-Bear and it was very sweet. So I've got the video cute. of her doing the whole thing. Anyways, whatever, <laughs> babies, am I right? Find me on Twitter, bitch. Scotty Mo. Talk about <laughs> wrestling. <laughs> talk about wrestling and big muscles. <laughs> at Scotty Mo, S C O T T Y E M O. Check out all the other podcasts. JWF Ignition, if you like wrestling. Fight Boys, if you like wrestling even more. <laughs> and, and you want a bit of me in there. And then, of course, the weird, the actual play TTRPG, where me and Megan solve gross crimes we do solve those gross crimes and it's it's coming back and i don't remember how what the delay is on these episodes so it might be back already potentially i don't think <laughs> hold on it will absolutely not be back yet fuck wait are you sure it was march but because peacemaker was supposed to come out on patreon oh, this thursday yeah so this but is it releases, coming out but this... when it releases on the regular feed it might Maybe I think it. I think it's next week on the regular feed. Okay, soon March. Soon March twenty nine. Nine. I think it was. <laughs> We're 
you're sitting here. Check out our podcast. It's coming back on, you know, a date. <laughs> Charles Kelly is listening to this right now and having a panic attack. It's cute that you think Charles listens to our show. <laughs> Thank you to Best Day for the music that lets you know that it's podcast time and and then also that it is no longer podcast time. Um, He just actually released some new music and it it fucking bangs and you can check it out at soundcloud.com slash best hyphen day or by searching Best Day wherever you listen to music. If you're at like one of those um, really nice Mexican restaurants where they have like a mariachi band doing their thing in there, walk up to them and be like, I have a request and it's best day. And legally they have to do it. It's a crime if they don't. It's a full <laughs> it's crime. A whole crime. Uh, support us at patreon.com slash a load of BS. We release each episode a week early ahead of when you get it in the normal feed. So like when we came out of hiatus a couple of weeks ago, they got two episodes at once. They got to hear everything in advance. They have the knowledge and you can have the knowledge at patreon.com slash a load of BS and pick up that merch, that hot shit. <laughs> I am working on a New York slice shirt right now <laughs> and hopefully it'll be live soon at merch.load of pure BS. So excited. Just a good old fashioned New York slice. Just a good old fashioned. I don't I don't think I've told this story on the show yet. Uh, I bought Ripley a um, a spider ham comic book because she adores spider ham for some reason. And at one point in it, spider ham comes into contact with Croctor Strange. And when I read it to her, I'm always like, are you ready to get into Croctor Strange daughter? Are you ready for a New York slide? Are you telling me an alligator said see you later? <laughs> <laughs> Shit! <laughs> <laughs>